0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle
1: Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to
0: mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start.
1: Take a listen. Welcome back everybody, it's Kyle Thurkey from Nashville for Nobodies
0: And Bobby Gordon for the third recording in a week I know, it's pretty impressive, I'm proud of us We are
1: on top of our shit We slacked for two weeks and then here we are, busting ass Anyways, we have a special guest, a really good friend of mine in the house, Ivy Andrews Welcome Ivy, how are you?
2: Oh, hello, I'm good, I'm good, glad to be here
1: Hell yeah, we're excited to have you Well, tell the people who you are
2: and what you do and why you're here in this town Well, my name is Ivy Andrews, like you said. Um, I moved to Nashville in 2012. I went to Belmont. I studied classical voice until I switched over to entertainment industry studies in German. I uh, graduated in 2017. I got a job at ASCAP doing uh, music licensing, which was cool. And then I started gigging downtown. And uh, I switched over to that full time four years ago now. And I've been doing it ever since. And I love it.
0: Nice. So you've been like embedded in the music industry since, well, basically your entire adult life.
2: Oh yeah. Well, in my <laughs> child life, too, I played violin when I was three, and you know, trumpet and everything else. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Lifelong musician. Oh yeah. Is your family musical at all?
2: Not at all. My parents oh, literally cannot match pitch. It's the craziest thing.
0: <laughs> that's that is crazy then, because usually you don't get right that much embedded that early unless somebody else is at least somewhat musical right
1: my parents and both my brothers were in middle school and high school band but like that was it Mm -hmm. you know they they all played um brass instruments and then i did i played clarinet for two years or whatever and then picked up bass and that that's that, that was it for you me. went from
2: clarinet to bass that's yeah. awesome <laughs> a whole yeah. lot of change
1: <laughs> yeah so it is what it is you Were a, were you a military brat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you traveled around a lot.
2: A little bit. I was born in Japan, which is kind of cool. And then... All right. <laughs> I do
1: remember you telling me that before. Yeah. yeah. Next time my, with <laughs> so I do that.
2: So I lost my driver's license, meaning I misplaced it. I didn't lose it. Um, so I carry around my passport, and every time I go into a bar, they open it, and they're like, Japan, really? And I'm like, I swear to God. Like, it's true. I promise. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So you're like rock star ninja sure
2: <laughs> yeah i like that that's my new instagram bio i dig it <laughs> well there's the title for
1: this one Rockstar ninja, <laughs> yes. where else did you
0: live
2: um so japan and then north carolina and then georgia but i've actually lived in nashville longer than i've lived anywhere
0: so does nashville do you consider that your home
2: yeah oh. at this point i mean i've been here for what 11 years now so
1: and your family's still in georgia yeah okay mm-hmm. that's yeah. fair awesome so you've been playing downtown. You said four years, something like that. Yeah, uh, we met. Is it right before the pandemic? I think we played a gig together. That was the it first time to we be played together. Like that. I think it was right before the pandemic. I want to say it was me, you, Mikey, and Michael. If I'm not mistaken, my oh mom was in town. That's the only like that's, <laughs> that's why you reason. Only nice. reason I remember my mom was in town. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, because it was for my birthday before the pandemic. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. It was the first time we had we had met and played a gig together.
2: Where was that? I don't know. Uh, remember. Tin Roof. Okay. It
1: was Tin Roof. Um, and again, the only reason I remember is it was my birthday weekend. My mom was here. She took some pictures. And you had on a really badass leather jacket with white stars,
0: I think it was. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I know that jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: jacket was awesome. But. So when you started playing Broadway, did you like – start your own group did you jump in as a co-front like how did you get into the broadway scene so
2: actually it was funny a bar like reached out to me on instagram and hired me um which is not typically the way that things go as far as i know um and then 24 hours before they messaged me and they were like hey we have to cancel you so i had been practicing for like Two weeks, you know, learning all these songs because I had never done a four hour set before. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time learning a bunch of new songs to have to play. Um, They canceled us. And so I looked at my partner, my acoustic partner, and I said, well, we should just go downtown and like see if we can get hired somewhere. We walked into Tootsie's It was the first place we went into. And it was a Saturday between two and six. And it just happened to be the audition day, open mic day. So Mm -hmm. we played and then got hired for the next day in Tootsie's back room.
0: That
1: seems that to was, be how it works. I was yeah. like, yeah, that, that seems to be pretty common. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's a common move. So, and,
2: and then the, I kind of got thrown into, you know, being the fifth member of bands as a mm-hmm. really just a tip runner. And I did that for a while. And then I, uh, COVID happened. And that's kind of when I put together my own band.
0: Nice. And band. so, so you were doing the Tootsies thing. So you obviously knew how all of that worked. Yes. When you put together your band, what did you try to do different or avoid or like, what what did you really want to do in your band that you hadn't had the opportunity to do?
2: Really, I just piece. wanted to be kind of in control of the set list. Um, and I wanted to not play country anymore. So I wanted a group of people who was cool with playing a rock set all the time. And nice. um, that's how I made my choices. Again, that seems to be a common theme of yep. people that we have that come through here. They're <laughs> like, ah, I don't want
1: to do the country. We're doing rock or whatever else we want. It yep. seems a very common thing lately. And growing.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not complaining. I am what here whatsoever? for it oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: Except I don't know it all, so <laughs> that's more work Dude, for me. Again, I was sitting
1: down today going over set list. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn anything and everything I can.
0: Speaking of, if you want to shoot me your set list, just so I've got a list of fun <laughs> songs you. to learn.
1: I was like, I think I actually have her set list on nice. Spotify. I, nice. I think I made one. Pretty much everybody I've played for, I've made a set list of their stuff. So anything that I'm not familiar with, I try to go over and and learn.
2: That's smart. You have to know like so many songs because Mm -hmm. I feel like you play with so many people downtown. I do. I
1: play from classic country to modern country, classic rock to modern rock, pop and and whatever, blues, anything else that's thrown my way just Mm because I'm like, I need gigs. And right now I need gigs. Hire me. But um, (laughs) plug, (laughs) right? No. Yeah. As, as a sideman a bass player like and all the bass players i talk to it's the same thing we all have to learn so mm-hmm. many songs yeah. just to be prepared and ready to play with people and you find your groups like I, I have a couple groups that i play with now unfortunately uh some venues are changing the way they're doing things but i have a couple groups that i play with now it's steady set lists. i don't have to work too hard on that so outside of them i'm trying to learn everything else just so i'm
0: more hireable. Sure. <laughs> See, that's what happened yeah. to me. Like I lost my couple of groups. Like they either left or are doing a different thing or whatever. And so now I'm like, oh, I don't have a group, so I don't fit in anywhere at the moment. So I don't even know what I need to learn.
2: <laughs> right. So I'm well, just and like, we just about, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we just talked about, right? Uh, like we just talked about before we started recording. Um, it just it feels like things are more group base now Mm -hmm. instead of a revolving door like I think a lot of us were used to uh, really I think the turning point was COVID Mm -hmm. is when groups started kind of taking over Broadway instead of that revolving door kind of people
1: were kind of able to hang out and find the people they want they like okay I liked playing with you hey yep. why don't we kind of form something we have time to do so now and
2: i mean honestly that's what happened with me and dean sizemore Mm -hmm. Uh, we started hanging out during COVID and doing Mm -hmm. acoustic work together you know just online and doing venmo tips and venmo requests and then uh it just made sense afterwards to you know make a band together yeah and And it's a whole
0: lot of well i don't really like this song but i like this song that this artist does so let's do that and so the set list morphed to you're doing the same kind of music but everybody's doing different songs Cause yeah especially when you're looking at the rock stuff like the eras of rock are huge and nobody is just like an 80s rock band no they're like a 60s through today rock band yeah absolutely and there's so much material there and even if you like nail down the same artist like each artist has such a large catalog that oh yeah no two rock bands right now have the same set list there's that core of songs that everybody knows and then everything else is like if you don't know you don't know
1: yeah so you pretty much you play with the same couple of guys right so that's you play with the same group it's yeah. always you dean juice and jeremy yes yeah y'all are tight as hell uh thank I'll, I'll you say. i filled in with you guys a couple times and i love it i've come in and watched you guys a couple times and i love it y'all are y'all are tight as hell and again having those groups we've talked about this before but having those groups like you can actually kind of put on a show the songs sound better. Everybody's on the same page. You you know what people are going to do, where they're going to do, who
0: leads what. You can focus on a lot more of the external show rather than, all right, what's the lead guy going to do here? Right. Is he going to do the same kind of lead do i need to come in at the same place what's the drummer gonna do is he gonna bring me in here or are we gonna, what are we doing yeah because that's it's how so it much easier it, when you're, you're just on knew. autopilot mm-hmm. and just yep.
2: you know what's happening musically so you can just focus on the crowd or like mm-hmm. you know being more entertaining or whatever you you want to do
0: you can put all the technical stuff on autopilot and then yep. yeah. think about the show that's right it's my yeah. favorite and I love that
1: i mean that that's how it is with todd cameron's band like we we get on stage we have the that first 30 minutes is the same every show mm-hmm. yep and then that's when we start diving into the request but we kind of just we know what each other we know what everybody's going to do it's easy to follow it's just it's a nice that's the thing. when you're used show. to playing
0: with the same band even if it's a song you've never done before you know how they play you yeah. know how yeah. they interpret you know things. what's going to happen so if you hear yeah. this guitar lick, you're like all right he's done yeah like that's what he does so that's super cool it makes everything way easier. It draws you it, like a tentative roadmap. It does.
1: But it also makes it harder when you're trying to pick up extra gigs. <laughs> it <laughs> yes, makes it harder. That is true. And, and I when I jumped onto Broadway full time, like that's kind of what I always was. I was a fill in guy. Like I didn't mm-hmm. start working with groups until after COVID. I joined Sweet Leah and then Todd Cameron. Now I'm working with Hudson Valley. And so I've always kind of had those like steady groups. But on those days that I wasn't playing with them, it was always really easy for me to pick up other gigs because it was such Mm -hmm. a revolving door, and now it's
0: it's not. It's not. you got to be on the short list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm short, but I didn't make the list. (laughs) I mean, I just ride the short bus, so. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were putting together your band, um, did you already know who you wanted, or how did you go about the selection process? No. um, Like, obviously i've played with dean a couple times sure. there's no way you wouldn't want him in a band oh he's yeah, yeah
2: he's Dean's phenomenal amazing. he
1: is legit like my first call
2: he's gonna listen to this and be so happy that we're talking
1: good dean, about it. you're gonna be on this podcast buddy
0: <laughs> he needs to be that would be amazing but no when i've so usually when i play with a musician on that level of just like talent mm-hmm. it's intimidating and nothing about playing with him intimidated me. He was such a cool dude, had such a cool energy, was so kind. Yeah. Everything was just fun.
1: So, yeah, I, I have a similar story to that. I always heard so much about Dean, and I don't think it was until I played a gig with you that I actually met him. Um, and I was always very intimidated because all the like good things I heard about him mm-hmm. and like how well he played, and he knows every song and this and that. And so, um, I was super, super intimidated to play with him in the first gig. Like it was just so smooth, like, oh, yeah. and such a nice guy. Anything mm-hmm. I didn't know, threw me numbers. It was just like, ah, oh, you'll follow, you'll be fine. Like no pressure whatsoever. So whatever great. you mess up, he'll fix it. Like <laughs> he's, he's great. <laughs> no, my favorite thing is when he <laughs> fucks up. He just throws his hands. Hand. <laughs> he, he just lets you know. He's like, it, it was, was me. me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But no, that being said, um, I've seen you post a couple of times when you needed a drummer last minute or something, and I was like, well, I know Dean, and I love Dean, but I've also heard you sing and seen you perform, and was like, you know what, I better leave this to somebody else. That intimidation level is still there. There was that. Ivy is actually one of the
1: most chill people to work with on stage.
0: But on stage, you're a beast. (laughs) Thank you. Like, vocals, your energy level, like you were definitely not a person I'd want to play with and screw up and not get a call back.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I think, <laughs> I think that no, was a compliment. definitely
0: a compliment. <laughs> I would not want to Thanks. mess that gig up because I would have so much fun and ah, that'd be a great gig. So, jealous of your drummer, but I bet <laughs> oh, he's Giuseppe amazing. Oh, Giuseppe
2: Spargo. Man, he's great, too. He
0: is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's love, like 20, I love, 25, I think, now. Maybe 24. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's younger. He is young. And just... I, just incredible so when i first met him i was hammered after a gig at nice. uh a bar and um <laughs> i i needed a drummer for the next day and i was sitting at the bar and will jackson walks up with juice and he was like he was like hey i heard you need a drummer and i was like you, you play drums you know drunk as shit." <laughs> and uh, he was like yeah i was like okay you're hired and he came in and sat in the next day or not sat in he did the gig and uh it was so good. It was so impressive. I was like, "Yep, this is this is your spot." And his personality just fit in with ours he's, too.
1: He's so professional and calm. Oh and, my god! Yeah, like just a happy guy. And I love watching him play because he he just he, a lot of times he'll just close his eyes and he's just grooving. Like yep. guys, he's that is someone that you watch play and you can tell like there's so much passion for what he does. Like he fucking loves it, man. I
0: love watching him play.
1: Yeah, love he's it. great. I love playing with him, too. Like, he's an amazing drummer.
0: So I'll I, add him to the list of drummers I need to hang out with. Yes, That's definitely. The, you don't get to hang out with people that play your instrument. Right. Like
2: I know like no singers. Right. I hear about all these like fantastic, especially girlfriends, and mm-hmm. I see them on Facebook, but I've never gotten to work with them or really hang out with them because we're all working at the same time. Right. And uh, it's difficult. I would love to meet some other badass female singers.
1: I mean, so... You were part of the the Rage tribute show. You, you yes, th- which was fucking fantastic. By the way, like I have not one negative or bad thing to say about it. Like, thank it, you. It was great. I'm sure you guys probably had some problems here and there. I know Will stayed up all night working his ass off. and Oh,
2: my God. Whatnot. What a beast he is. He, he is. He all right. uh, really
0: we're going to make a bingo card for the podcast. <laughs> for every and every time we mention one of these things, <laughs> and we're going to, I mean, we'll hit a bingo every time. We've mentioned oh Will God. every episode we have. since we really the first have. time we mentioned Will.
2: <laughs> I mean, he just, he deserves it. He's so just... Uh, talented and smart and professional and i have no bad things to say about him and we worked together to put on the rage tribute Mm -hmm. and uh, like you said he stayed up all night and he worked so hard he built a patch for every single song it was a 20 song set list i mean and he made it just so easy for the players i mean they just hit a button and it's it's done Mm -hmm. um God, what a great guy! Yeah. I love him.
0: Everybody does. I
1: know. Yeah, everybody. I, does. I have not met one person that has anything bad to say you know about what? the guy. Fuck
0: you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, we all think that from like the talent perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like, makes cool. me <laughs> dude, Fucking share. Like that's not fair. Uh, no. Nah, ever
1: since I started working with him, I mean, he was 20 years old when I met him, and I mean, even then, like, this is a couple years ago, but still, even then, like, just driven, hardworking, mm-hmm. just always always working always fucking working the kid was always trying to get better always just wanted to do well and he does but anyway so the the Rage tribute show it was absolutely phenomenal thank you I mean every band that was up there every single artist that was up there was so talented
0: have you done any kind of tribute show before that no that was my first one and um, I did it with Brian Russell
2: Collins and Will Beeman and then um, we had a promoter his name was Pierce Harrison um, I had never been a part of anything like that Brian had, but I don't think will had um, and it really was a, a team effort it, it was a lot of work but it just it turned out so well and I was so proud of everyone who stepped on stage because everyone was prepared and with rage like if you're not prepared like you you can't just wing it you just can't right and no. everyone did such a good job it was great
1: yeah everybody knew every part every I mean th- every song sounded so damn good yep it it really did and
2: the front of house guy was great I think his name was Brad he works for uh, Dylan Carmichael he's out on the road with him yeah and he did such a fantastic yeah, job with th- the sound isn't
1: that who uh, um, Brian plays with yes Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how that all ties in yeah
0: so what going into a tribute show like what's the mentality there how do you prep for that that's different from your shows on broadway or oh, yeah. something like that
2: um well the idea kind of happened i do emo nights at uh tin roof to mumbrian once a month and um my co-front was out and i had to hire a band and i hired brian to play drums And we ended up playing like Guerrilla Radio or something. And I turned around and I said, we should do a, you know, jokingly, I said, we should do a Rage Tribute Band. He goes, no, we should do a Rage Tribute show. So the idea was kind of born. And um, we started working on it like the next day. I just started reaching out to people that I knew that I thought would enjoy um, being a part of it. And he did the same. And once we got a bunch of people on board, then he started looking at venues. And um, got that nailed down. It really happened pretty quickly. And the last thing that we came up was, with was the set list. And um, that was kind of intensive. We had to decide you know, who was going to play what. And we, we tried to do it based on preferences, but it's difficult when you've got 60 right. musicians and everyone wants to play Killing in the Name. Everyone right. wants to do Bulls on Parade. Um, but everyone was chill. Like We didn't have any... Um, not feedback what's the word nobody was mad about their song So no
0: divas they were like no if i don't get to do this i'm not playing
2: right no i mean well we did have a couple of those but <laughs> that's okay i wouldn't call them divas their their reasonings were were reasonable i guess okay. yeah
1: Man, I would want to play any other song but Killing in the Name of Uh, of Bulls on Parade because those are the two that I play all the time. All the time.
2: That was my mindset. So I I did Bulls on Parade because I wanted to do two, but I didn't want to do Killing in the Name. Um, I wanted to learn one and I wanted to do one that I already knew. So I chose Bulls. And that was such a cool ending. My God, it was so fun. The energy on stage was crazy. It was. I
1: I do do have a little video of that. And I mean, I saw all the ones that y'all put up and it's... Seeing all y'all get up there at the end and just like rocking out, everybody's smiling and singing and jumping around. Like you could tell everybody was just so fucking happy to be a part of it yep. and just enjoying the show. And it was, it was a phenomenal show. Um, I took one of my friends that she'd never been to anything like that and she loved it. You know, I, I felt like the show was flawless, you know, from at least a spectator's standpoint. Like it seemed to just kind of flow. Yeah. Other than that, that it was, I think it was the first after the first song that that little break. Brian was like, "Hey, you can play some music here or something." <laughs> after th- after that one, everything it, it was smoothly. very smooth. Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, and again, back to Will, just he was so attentive. Mm-hmm. He made sure that everybody had the guitar that they needed, that things were out there that they needed. You know, if something didn't work, he ran out and fixed it really fast. I mean the dude like helped put on the show, played in the show, was a tech
0: during the show. Yeah. Like
2: so I mean
1: that's kind of how he is
0: anyway on anything. Like this if is... he can do it and make it easier for you, he's going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That like that, that kid's going to be something big and awesome. I I'm calling it now. Like oh, he's yeah. he he's going to be he's going to be something.
0: He can't get too big. It's hard to get him to hang out with you anyway. If he gets <laughs> super big, then I'll just never get to see him. <laughs>
1: I know, and I'm always hanging out with him. It's because I'm helping him move or I'm playing with him. Right. Ever, I used to hang out with him all the time outside of it, but not, not anymore. Well, he has no outside of it. Y- yes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel
2: like he's always playing, man.
1: He, he is. He's and either he, playing he, he or getting clo- ready to play. He does closing yeah. shifts, so he sleeps till, you know, two or three mm, in the yeah. afternoon and gets up works
0: on music and then goes in place i've done a couple so. road things with him too and he's such a breeze to be with on the road like, that's awesome he's so much fun and i don't it just everything about him is just super easy
2: yeah
1: everything is great until he throws a guitar at your feet <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> that's a, a that, that's a nice little joke with him and i um
2: uh,
1: the first uh emo gig i did with him when we me, him, Eric, Chelsea, and Matt had the emo band that we were doing Alley Taps like right after the pandemic. Actually, I think I think it was like before everything was really open cuz yeah.
0: Yeah, we were doing some sketchy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were doing like the
0: whole speakeasy thing almost like we're yeah. open but we're not open yeah. so you're not, you know not actually right here. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. There were definitely some bars that I frequented during the whole, you know, shutdown that yeah. you know the copter by the lights would automatically turn off you know
1: <laughs> oh, i i live out west kingston springs out in the country like nothing shut down out there like right everything was still open people just might be wearing masks right.
0: <laughs> like yeah. what, i we enjoyed
2: also made, the masks <laughs> we also made the trip out to franklin to go to tin roof Two several times it was just like you know what all right let's pay the 30 dollar uber we'll just go out there that way we don't have to worry about any of that crazy nonsense yeah,
0: yeah. and the first time after everything opened back up and some drunk dude like pulled me aside and asked me a question right here yeah i was like you know what the masks weren't that bad <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. i kind of am okay with masks right. let's go back to that or at least
2: the <laughs> social distancing like i was totally okay right? with people
0: staying six feet away from yeah, me yeah that was nice I'm not like a, a
2: personal bubble is always yeah a good i mean thing. i
0: don't like people anyway so but, but what <laughs> i was saying was, was
1: nice. uh will that first emo gig we did together Somebody, they were moshing, you know, the stage is what, like six inches off the ground yeah. at that. And somebody hit the mic stand, it smacked him in the teeth. Oh, no. And he just gets pissed and just takes his guitar off and throws it. Oh, directly at, at me. your
2: feet oh, no. <laughs> and just
1: smacks my ankle and i just turned and looked at him and i was like oh you motherfucker and he was like i'm so sorry
2: i'm so sorry <laughs> i'd be pretty mad too it's if somebody pissed got off off. is pretty like, hilarious
1: <laughs> it, it is he's, he's an angry little <laughs>
0: he is he is and he doesn't do anything but he just has to talk it out a lot <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i love the kid um so i'm staring at your hat yeah i'm i'm quite jealous because i was supposed to go to the when we were young fest how was that? Uh,
2: amazing! It was like the best day ever. Um, you just
1: did the one day, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was the same lineup for what was supposed to be three days. So it was you—you'd get a ticket, and it's just a one-day thing. But right. it was the same lineup, and the first day got canceled because of wind. Mm-hmm. Um, And there were a lot of sad emo kids out and about that day. It was so sad. (laughs) Sad Um, emo
1: kids. I wish I was there just to see that.
2: They were. It was crazy. So it got canceled. And people had already been, you know, they'd already gotten up and put on their best emo outfits. And they were out and about. And then they canceled it. And we walked out. We were staying on Fremont Street. And we walked out. And there were just seas of emo kids. (laughs) Like watching this band. I'll never forget. They were playing Chicken Fried. And all the emo kids were just into it, man. They were moshing and doing the whole thing thing and I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Nice. Um, But yeah, so we ended up going to the second day, which was technically the first day, and it was so great. I got to see all of like my favorite bands and it was a very busy day. Dean and I stood in the pit for six hours and it wasn't like a normal rock pit. It was like people were trying to get so close to the stage that you were like crushed. Mm. Um so six hours was a long time, but it was so worth it.
1: Yeah, I I'm sure there was a lot of anticipation that day and everybody just I mean, a lot of them bands hadn't played in years. Yeah. And I mean, ever since like Warp Tour, <laughs> you know, you hadn't had a festival with all those bands put together. Right. So, yeah. I, i'm I'm jealous but also at the
0: same time after seeing everything seeing how crazy it was i'm like yeah i'm kind of <laughs> glad i didn't go so that's <laughs> my thing i want to go and then i'm like i don't want to deal with people I, are they doing like a live video because right. i'll stream that shit <laughs> all day Dude, i used
1: to love going to festivals i loved it but now i'm like nah i'll just wait till it's like at a venue i can right. buy a seat and sit the right
2: fuck it's a lot i just i couldn't pass up the opportunity to see all those bands and yeah. artists
1: in one well, day i tried and i was in that queue forever and then got kicked out right and then after that there was like nothing mm. and i was like okay well i'm giving up on this and then they were like oh here's another day and here's another day and at that point i was like what i'm not tease. doing this again that <laughs> point I'm <not>. they're like <laughs>
0: fuck we're making bank oh, do yeah. it
1: again yeah and And I wanted to go with like all my friends and mostly everybody was going on that like Saturday and then I would have been going on Sunday and I was like, I don't want to go to a festival by myself, especially like in a town I've never been to. So
2: have you been to Vegas since? I've, no.
1: I've never been to Vegas oh, at all. Oh my
2: god, it's my favorite. It's like I've an adult
1: playground. To go. I'm waiting to get that opportunity to go play out there like everybody else does. Yeah. I've I've so. been
0: once. Uh I was on tour right out of right out of high school, but I was under twenty one. So like the band went and did fun shit and I just oh, hung no. out did in they the leave van. you behind? Yeah, in the van. That's so sad. Damn. In
1: in the van. It was, I I had a drummer once actually that we were on the road and he was a young kid. And he was actually like Muslim, so he wasn't like supposed to be around alcohol that, yeah. or smoking or, or partying. Nothing. It was <laughs> craziest tour. Like we had to leave him like him hanging out in the room a couple of times, or in the van like hanging out. And then there was one uh, one night we did a radio of, or an internet radio interview, and he was like oh i'll be on that because like no one will hear me and like his sister watched it and we're all sitting there like drinking and smoking and it just turned into this whole like ordeal we ended up having to leave the kid he wouldn't even let us take him to the airport the next morning we just had to leave him where he was at and we had his drum set most of his gear like he just left with his backpack and like left the tour went home
2: yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> we're like, well, bicycle. Uh, <laughs> it was it was crazy, man. I was like, well, we'll never we'll never do something like that again. <laughs>
0: that's nice. Never
1: have anyone underage, and never have anyone that's like not supposed to be around that kind of stuff.
0: Right. That's fair.
1: Because when you're on the road, it is it is a party. Mm-hmm. At least th- there there hasn't been one road gig I've done where it's not a party at some point. Yeah, so I mean, there's been a few nights that have been like low key, but mostly it's it's a damn. I mean,
0: the bands I've been on the road with were pretty tame, but I mean, even then, there's still alcohol for days. Yeah, that you can't get away from the alcohol. So, I
1: don't think in this industry you can get away from alcohol, period. I mean, oh, it's tough.
2: I feel like it's uh it's really popular right now though for yeah. people to go sober. I've just seen so many of my friends do it and I think it's great for them. I don't think I'm quite ready for that step because I really enjoy Jack Daniels. But I <laughs> I
1: went sober for eight days and it was a nice little break and yeah. I was like, Okay, like I was sober for two and a half well two, two and a half years and so I've done the whole sober thing, and I I can do it if I want to whenever I want. But I was just sure. like, I'm same thing. With, like I'm
0: like yeah, I'm I'm not ready right now. Like I'm yeah. just trying to have some fun at the moment. I've gotten <laughs> fired for being sober. What? Yeah, really. Dude, wow. dude said he couldn't trust me if I wouldn't drink with him, and fired me. Okay. All right. I wouldn't trust somebody who says that to me. Same. I mean, it was probably for the best. But yeah. that is quite possibly the craziest thing I've ever been fired for.
2: That's wild. Jeez. Yeah.
1: So, outside of playing Broadway, do you tour anything? I know you go out to Vegas and you've played there a couple times. And that's is that for Tin Roof or? Uh, no,
2: it's for Doghouse. I've oh, done Doghouse right. and I've done uh, the Losers out there, which okay. are the same circuit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: How many times have you gone out there and done that? Just twice. Twice. Yeah do you always take the same band or you had different people or uh
2: the first time i went i went out with a different artist i was just a a co-front and um it was a band i had never met before any of them and uh it was it was fun fun. it was an interesting experience uh the second time i went we played doghouse and it was my band and it was really fun nice we got in trouble immediately because we went down to we showed up we flew in went to the venue because we had to play that night so we were going to drop our bags and then you know grab something to eat and uh we asked for our wristbands to go down to the cafeteria and my bass player immediately grabbed a beer because you know we're in vegas let's go Mm -hmm. walk down to the cafeteria the employee cafeteria with a beer and immediately the gm of the bar comes down he's like hey man you can't drink down here and we're like sorry just leave it Uh, to us man
0: I mean, to be uh, fair, that, that's, that's not a, a that's, thought that you yeah, normally yeah, yeah, have. That's, like, that's just a little,
1: like small slap on the wrist. Hey, you're not to,
0: ah, shit, sorry, it yeah. won't happen again. Like ah, that's fair. I, yeah, like, I, I, I would do some, as a musician's player, drink at it work. Like <laughs> <that>. It's <laughs> part of the gig. Yeah. Right? yeah, you don't, you don't think about it. It's right. just such a natural. Look, thing. I going to be
1: honest. Whenever I go to Vegas, as soon as I get there, the first thing I'm doing is getting a drink. So right. you
0: know, <laughs> and I mean, I would, I would expect most would. That's kind of the it's natural, what you do. So, so
1: um I pulled an IV the other week and I bought a random plane ticket to uh New York. Love that. Now because I've lost some gigs I actually have to cancel that trip but um, Why you're off?
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, right. low hanging fruit. Sorry, <laughs>
1: damn. Because uh, I'm I'm gonna be broke after. No, I get that wholeheartedly.
0: So I'm coming um, back and then be like, well, now I ain't got no money. What am I gonna do? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in the selling shit phase of being broke. So yeah. I was like, hey, oh, man. twenty bucks for this.
1: <laughs> but um, you travel a lot.
2: I do I love to travel which wasn't a thing before I guess a couple of years ago um, I just decided after several years of just working my ass off I was like I, I deserve a vacation like I, I can do that I'm an adult I can go and do this and it just wasn't a thought that it occurred to me before so I booked a trip out to Denver a couple of years ago and then uh, after that I went to the Mediterranean last year Dominican nice. Republic last year. Um, Vegas a couple of times,
0: so like yeah. serious travel, not just yeah. like oh let's go to Florida again, right? No, <laughs> no, no, I, she I like traveled. to travel. That,
1: that's why I brought this up because she travels. Yeah,
0: <laughs> what's been well, your favorite? Uh, Malta
2: in the <sighs> Mediterranean. I traveled out there because I follow Bring Me the Horizon like it's my job. <laughs> I love them so very much. um Yeah, Malta was awesome. We went out for a week, and I got to see them it's... and a bunch of other bands and it was cool seeing all your
1: pictures and videos from that I was like that looks incredible it was I I don't really get jealous of people's travels because I've got to do some pretty cool shit too but like when I saw that I was like yep I'm fucking jealous I was like I want to do that
2: it was cool man we did so much stuff and just ate so much good food and I tried to plan an activity for every day and then leave us some free time as well Mm -hmm. and that was really really smart because we did so much exploring we just wake up the time difference made it so that we were up around 7 so we got up and just explored walked around saw different things landmarks um, or we just go down to the beach (laughs) which there the beach is not sandy it's all rocks which was different i wasn't quite expecting that i really didn't do as much research as maybe i should have but it was kind of cool because i got to be surprised um yeah. but we did a lot of that um like i said so much good food so good
0: so do you have anything like on the docket that you're planning to travel for right now like any place interesting egypt oh.
2: i am dying to go Ooh. So yeah,
1: cool. w- when when you do these trips, like how far out ahead do you like book them and plan them?
2: The Malta one I started planning in November, and then the trip was in May. Okay, so, so you few had, like a good like
0: six months. Yeah, but that's not like a super far out thing, especially when you're talking about travel, right? No, like, no. it's not unusual for somebody to travel or to plan a trip like that like a year in advance.
1: Right. And being, being that far out, did you find it was like cheaper to like get yeah. flights and
2: stuff? Or I did a, I deals? did a payment plan for my hotel and festival ticket. Um, okay. And so by the time it came around, all I had to do was my flight, which ended up being like 1200 bucks. And I got that two months in advance. Um, and
1: that's not bad going out there right right. no
2: it was round trip and then you know that was two months prior so then I had two more months to save up for the actual trip and you know food and whatever I wanted to do out there so by the time I got there it didn't feel like I was losing out on anything it was cool
0: yeah that's That's really cool that's pretty awesome yeah I'm, I'm jealous
2: go to Malta it's so cool
0: I just want to leave the country to be honest like see anything that's not inside the United States yeah that'd be cool
1: well i told you that i found out recently that my parents have like timeshares in like mexico and stuff and really? i was like i was like how did i not know about this before like i <laughs> just when learned this can and you they, have
0: a trip to mexico because my
1: mom was like you can use it whenever you want and i'm like all,
0: all right, right that's like, nice okay so, like let's start planning so, some stuff oh
1: yeah no i'm i'm definitely i know like there's a lot of shit going on in mexico right now and there's like travel ban in certain areas i believe yeah but um
2: I was supposed to go to Cancun for a wedding in June, I believe, and um I can't go because of money. I just got back from Vegas and it it stole all my wealth. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, there are things going on in Mexico right now. Same thing in Egypt, which I've been looking into going and it's just crazy, man. The world's a crazy place right now.
1: And, and that that it is. Everybody's that. so
2: mad at everybody.
1: Everyone yeah. is so mad at everyone.
0: Like, why?
1: Nobody needs to be mad. Just no. They don't even go live near each other.
0: <laughs> it's not like you got to see him across the street. I fuck you. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> they can't just be like screw you, man. <laughs>
1: well, speaking of the world being angry at each other, I know you knew that this next question was coming up. You were at Red Door the other week
2: when oh, there yeah. was a shooting. Yes, uh, I was. That was. Probably the scariest moment of my life. It was terrifying.
0: I mean, yeah. I can absolutely imagine. Yeah.
2: Oh, geez, I'll never forget that sound. It was it was insane. We heard, you know, one or two uh, shots, and Dean and I kind of looked at each other like, "This is happening." And then they started. They kept going off, and we're on the floor. Dean was such an angel, and he just threw me down, and, like got on top of me um, to protect me. But then the guy right next to us got shot in the leg and it it was just insane because we're all just there having a beer you know having a good time and somebody feels the need to do that it's just it's a really sad thing
1: and that that wasn't like y'all normally go there on tuesdays that was like a weekend day wasn't it
2: yeah i uh we randomly had off for it was a saturday night no it was a friday night um i think I don't know. We were off for whatever reason. Again, and um,
0: musicians have two days, gig day and not gig day. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember I can't <laughs> yeah, remember what day exactly. of the week it was.
2: But yeah, I we just decided randomly to go out and on a weekend night, which we don't normally do, and that's what we got for going out on a that's weekend insane. night. I'm glad that nobody was hurt, but yeah. um, I mean it's still very scary.
1: Yeah. That that's insane. I had, yep. I saw y'all post about that and I was just like what
0: the hell i know just i was legit waiting for like the punchline of the joke right <laughs> because like
2: well why? red is such a chill place man it's in it used to be such a well-kept secret not so much anymore it's, but
1: it's it's a it's a local spot it is But all of the locals go there now
2: yes it's uh it's very busy um i just i never would have thought something like that would happen there which mm-hmm. they've hired new security, and I'm, I'm glad for that. They, they wand you down and pat you down and all that, so I feel much safer it going there. sucks that that has was, to be a thing. I a okay, thought. Okay, so was he to, like.
1: inside or outside the building?
2: So this is what people have been confused about because there hasn't been much coverage, but there have been a couple of articles. Um, this is what actually happened. There was a fight inside the bar between a couple of people, I guess. Um, we're sitting out on the patio right next to where the, the fight was. There's just one door separating. This kid comes in and he goes, "I just picked up a gun off the floor after that fight." And no like as soon as I could say, "Well, what did you do with it?" there were shots fired. The guy got kicked out, he went down the ramp, shot up at the door at security and then continued, if you know how Red Door shaped, he like he made a turn, continued down the ramp and shot inside the patio at people just aimlessly. And uh thankfully he only hit the one guy, but it was
0: terrifying. That's insane to me. Like Yeah.
1: I I'll never understand that kind of mindset or mentality. I just won't. Me either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't get it. I I am a gun owner and I that's not how that's not what guns are meant for. Nope. Like what? <laughs> like, it's no, no, I've never been in not. a
0: situation where I was upset enough to right. think to of that to as an somebody. option yeah. yeah like i mean i've wanted I mean, to, punch, I've wanted to before. <laughs> punch people but <laughs> totally. like i want them to have to bitch about it afterwards right. like yeah. i don't i'm
1: i don't i don't ever like i don't want really to kill anyone like what like that's look guns are meant to kill period end of story i
0: don't ever have like what the fuck I know <laughs> just like I, how do you get just, to that level of just upset. Upset. you just you, you,
1: you especially you just want to like hurt innocent bystanders yeah They're I mean nothing. just fire mm-hmm. aimlessly yeah. into
2: the bar and that's another thing that's frustrated me about the situation is that the articles say th- there are like two or three different ones and one of them says he shot outside of red door okay yes he did but he shot into a mass of people so right. another one says he shot towards the front of the bar okay maybe that's semantically correct but no he shot onto the patio where people were and i right. just don't get it man like me too I'm a, I'm a gun owner as well um but i i hope that i never have to use it i don't want right. to have to use it
1: i i don't either i i really do not i i do have it for my own protection if something crazy word to happen, but Absolutely. i hope that i'd never i've gone i've gone out several times with my gun on me sure not a big deal but i like I forget that I have it half the time until like I sit down or move and I'm, right. like I feel it. Like I'm not my thought isn't like I'm gonna go out and use this today. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and if I get angry, like my thought isn't I'm gonna use it. like I just again I don't understand that mentality.
0: I I, I will 100% admit I'm not a gun owner I've never been interested in guns I've never liked guns the idea is just not for me and that's fine
1: nothing wrong with that
0: and I very much feel like if I had a firearm on me and I got scared that's when I would fuck up gotcha like that's when I would pull it and escalate the situation and bad shit would happen sure because I'm little and people scare me and I feel like that's why I shouldn't have a weapon on me.
1: Well, and, and that's why not to get too deep into this whole conversation, but that's why there's training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like there are like
2: classes <laughs> and whatnot you can that, take.
1: I, I do have a problem now that like in Tennessee, you don't have to have a carry permit or anything anymore. Right. That. I, I personally have an issue with that. I think you should have a permit. Like you should go through classes. You should be trained if you're going to be carrying a gun in public because like someone like you, yeah, if you maybe were trained, like you've been trained in martial arts, so right. you know how to use that the correct way. You're not right. going to go start punching people because you have that knowledge. You know how to use it. So it's the same thing with the gun. If you know how to use it when it's supposed to be used and how to like, like the thing that I was taught is you don't pull it unless you intend on right. Absolutely. killing that target.
0: And I've, I've heard that all and, my life. And as a thought, that sounds totally valid. Right. But I know if I'm scared, I'm not thinking sure
1: right so it's again if you're taught how to mm-hmm. use it how to be in those situations it helps but again we don't need to definitely
2: not going political on it i just wanted to explain let like not we see enough no, of that on no. facebook
1: yeah oh
0: my I'm god so yeah we it.
2: have uh i i
1: honestly when i see that stuff i literally just sit back grab some smoke grab some food and just scroll and watch like, oh yeah it, mm-hmm. it, it it's that is entertainment for me like, i i don't say anything i don't like anything i'm just like this is interesting i love it
0: yeah no my favorite is scrolling through and being like well there's an argument there but that's not fucking it <laughs> like, <laughs> you actually t- you my- took this
1: and went a complete different direction yeah
2: <laughs> my uh my favorite facebook entertainment is the is the gig finder drama yes. <laughs> It's yeah. so good oh it's my god. so good
1: i love it i love it <laughs> i do it's great
2: and i try so hard not to comment uh because i really i i like almost everyone um mm-hmm. who who plays downtown and all the musicians in town i feel like it's a very close-knit family but god it's funny sometimes
0: <laughs> it's it, so good. it is man and People, seeing the personality difference is hilarious too. like when you work with somebody on stage and then you oh, yeah, see then how they, they present themselves yeah, so like sorry, oh so saying, okay seeing
1: people's <laughs> personalities behind the keyboard instead of mm-hmm. how they that's are that's why social person. media is
2: such a cancer man because like right? there are so many people that like I, i've worked with or i've hung out with and they're so cool mm-hmm. and then i see some dumb stuff that they posted online and i'm like you're not like that what are you doing right
0: Right. No. Same. I've, I mean, there's tons of people that I have different ideologies that I don't sure. necessarily agree with. We get along just fine. Yeah. And then I see them online. I'm like, dude, if you were like that, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're being an idiot.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, people are interesting creatures. I don't like them <laughs> people, as a whole. As a people plural. as a
1: whole. You know, our whole job is to reach out to
0: people through this right yeah <laughs> yeah that's why i said yesterday my favorite part about this is i get to like pick my friends and hang out and we yeah. have to have a conversation because we can't do this 90 percent of the time it's right. just like oh hey you got a gig well good luck tonight make all the money yeah. yep, that's great, it. great
1: seeing you for 30 seconds if yeah, you want to have
0: lunch this week yeah, yeah we won't but no, yeah it never sounds happens. good <laughs> never happens. how many times
1: have you and i said we're gonna grab lunch and oh, yeah. we never do no nope. yeah. All the well, time. I
0: sleep
2: so late, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I really wanna hang out with people during the day, but then like two o'clock rolls around and I'm like just rolling out of bed. I'm yeah. like, Oh, well, it's too late now.
0: Yeah. No, I and mean, even if you do happen it. to have free time and you're like up and you could go, we gotta do all the adult shit that we don't get to do on a regular right. basis. So yeah. it's like, oh I could go have lunch or I could get this green moldy shit out of my bathroom. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before <laughs> it grows a mouth and starts biting me. <laughs>
1: Dude, I did like a hardcore deep dive clean on my bathroom the other day uh, after a gig. Like I came home and I had like normally I'll have quite a few drinks, but that night I had two throughout the entire Mm -hmm. gig. And so I came home and, you know, I was a little tipsy and I was just like. I'm gonna clean and I just like scrub the shit out of my bathroom <laughs> hey nice. next time
2: you get that urge you can come over to my place and do that <laughs>
1: I'd appreciate it I, I actually do like go I, I clean a lot I it's therapeutic for me True. so I, I clean a lot but lately these this last month I've been like I get to it like just not even acknowledge I'm just like
2: mm-hmm. no nope,
0: we're I'm just i to do something about else. it
2: I'm so messy I, I'm not dirty though and I feel like there's a difference oh, between yeah. messy yeah. and
0: dirty yeah. like cluttered and gross are yeah, two different two things two different things yeah. I'm
2: not gross but I definitely will have piles of clothes and stuff all yeah, over the place no
0: I, I've, I've lived in gross and I've lived in man I just like to collect shit yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no
1: I just don't like so before I moved into this place everywhere I lived I had dishwasher and here I don't have a dishwasher.
2: I don't have one either. And it so, sucks.
1: It does. And so and You I'll, don't
2: realize how much it sucks until you don't have one, man. Yeah, I yeah.
1: had one. And You've
2: never had a dishwasher? Nope. Oh man. Oh,
1: dude, they're they're great. It's
2: amazing. It
1: really is. So It's it so is. When <laughs> That's not a fucking adult thing to say at all, right?
0: For <laughs> no. me and my ex-wife bought the house that I'm in now one of my favorite things about it is the kitchen is just absolutely huge it used to be a kitchen and a dining room and they took the wall out so it's just this massive space okay and i was like there's so much room we can do whatever we want with the kitchen it's amazing and then we move in and we get into the kitchen and it's like oh the way everything is set up there's so much space but you can't do anything with it gotcha and so i literally don't have a place that i could put a dishwasher. Ah close enough to where the drainage line would go through without having to run like serious plumbing and i'm in the process of trying to figure out how to fucking fix that sure because dishes are my adhd i can't do that chore yeah i totally get that like i don't know why it's dishes or what about dishes but the second i'm like i gotta do dishes i will do everything but
2: I'm that way with laundry man and I hate it
0: I laundry hate it Laundry is my golden chore. I can really? do laundry all day every day. So to I don't completion. have
2: I don't have a washer and dryer. I you do but they're broken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um so I even if i had a working washer and dryer in my house i would avoid it at all costs and now i have to either go to a friend's or go to a laundromat and it's just it gets so bad i will go until i have nothing left Mm -hmm. before i go do laundry i was
1: 35 by the time i went to a laundromat for the first time yeah this last year is the first time i would ever been to a laundromat never been
0: to one before and i was like all right it's
2: cool (laughs) <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. You just get was, to like sit there and like play on your phone or whatever. The coolest Whoa.
0: part is like if you have gone until you have no clothes and you have just like this overwhelming load of laundry, you, you can, can go and throw it into once. like four washers. It's and be amazing. Like, done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to fold it. And that's yeah, a totally that's different thing. That is the yeah, worst we, part. Yeah,
1: we did talk about this with Coco. I was talking about how like... I'll do the laundry, but then it sits in the dryer until I need it. And I just (laughs) spin cycle, grab the shirt that I need, and roll out.
2: Just live out of that for a while. I'm also bad about unpacking. Like whenever I come back from a trip, I I, have that. That suitcase will sit in the middle of my living room, and I'll just pick out of it until it's empty. I get called. I get called
1: crazy because when I come home, that's the first thing I do is unpack. Really? First thing I do.
2: Oh my god!
1: Mm -hmm. I unpack. I put everything away. I'll generally the suitcase will sit out for like a day or two. Sure. But I will put everything away. I'll throw
0: put all my dirty Mm -hmm.
1: clothes laundry hamper separate like i as soon as i get home so i I went to i I
0: went to florida in november i think and then i went back um just a few weeks ago and i cleaned out my suitcase when i was packing my suitcase to go back that is how that works
1: (laughs) yeah i um first couple years here i was on the road so much that i was basically living out of the suitcase i would come home and i just like okay you know here's all the dirty clothes i can keep these in here because i haven't used them yet refill it you're leaving in a day and that's what i did and so now I'm, i don't do that anymore so when i come home the first thing I do, i'm like nope unpack it all
2: that's I'm so ta- responsible
1: well i was just i felt <laughs> I, I feel like if i don't i feel like i'm still living out of that suitcase and i'm sure. like no nah, i'm home like i'm home
2: man you <laughs> asked me earlier if i go on the road much and i I, I don't. Um, I've done a few one-offs and I've traveled to Vegas and stuff. But honestly, I, I don't know if I would like it if I was on the road because I just, I like my space and I really like, I, I don't know, I just like being here and knowing where I'm going to sleep.
0: and. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if you like
1: personal space, going on the road yeah, is not. I love personal it's space. It's not,
0: not a good thing. It really isn't. To, to right. me, it all depends on who I'm going with if yeah. i like everybody i'm going with i'm good if yeah, i don't I want to be that, able to, one, I gotta be able to sit so in close high. quarters
1: with you for six to ten hours while we're driving mm-hmm. then i gotta be on stage with you for an hour to three hours and then i'm probably gonna have to share a room with one or two of you it's so like yeah i gotta make sure that i want to be around you 24 yeah. 7.
2: that's something that i feel like people who aren't in music don't really understand about music is that it's so personal like even it if is. you're just going to be on stage with somebody for a broadway gig like you better like that person because you're stuck standing mm-hmm. next to them for four hours. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like them, it can make a whole gig miserable. It,
1: it really can. I mean, it, it just takes one negative little situation or attitude that'll shift the whole band. Mm-hmm. It does. And if that person, one person wants to stay in that, you know, mentality, it, it kills it. It Absolutely. and And I've been in those situations. This is not fun. No. It's not and fun even if the
0: person's not normally like that and they're having a bad day, it like, if they come in and they're just down, everybody feels it and it affects everything.
2: It does. Mm -hmm.
0: It's, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's a cancer. Like as soon as you feel it, then the next guy feels it and the next guy, and then it just grows and it'll go full circle. It'll make the down guy feel worse. Absolutely. And it's just, it makes a four hour night seem like you've been playing for a week and a half. It sure does.
1: So where all do you play downtown right now?
2: um i have had the same schedule for god over a year god, now that sounds amazing yeah so i work thursday through sunday i'm thursdays at uh, doghouse in midtown i do an acoustic duo uh fridays i am with no Week links at nudies from six to ten which is awesome i love those guys we do 80s metal like nice. the whole time and it's so much fun um, Saturdays I do a double in Printers Alley where it snitch from 6 to 10 and then alley Tops from 10 to close. That's cool. Yeah, and then Sunday we do the late shift at Second Fiddle Rooftop.
1: That's, nice. That's the one I've done with you a couple times. Yeah, it's yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah.
1: And of course I've played with you like the Valentine Tin Roof.
2: Honky, oh yeah.
1: We did a shift at Honky Tonk Central once. I think that was that same weekend where we did the Tin Roof gig.
2: Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I've played all those bars, man. Started at Tootsie's. I've done all the TC clubs, Jason's, um, Miranda's, Luke's, FGL. You know, all those.
1: what's funny is I didn't start on the Tootsie circuit. So I started touring with Mike Short when I moved here. Shortly after I moved here, I started touring with him and played with him for years. We had a falling out. And then after, right at like two months after I got married, I think it might have been a month after I got married. I don't remember. I saw somebody was like, oh, I need a bass player at the Valentine, you know, six to 10. And I was like, oh, I can do it. And he's like, okay, cool, it's your shift. And he sent me the set list that was Mike Shorts. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to play with Mike. I know this set list. (laughs) Got it. So I hit him up. I was like, hey man, like I picked up this shift from, from Matt. Like, is it cool if I play with you? He's like, yeah, man, I'll see you tonight. You know everything. And so I did that one with him and then did a couple others like out at the marina with him. And then I was like, Back to playing with him almost every weekend. Yeah. And then that's when I started kind of... I picked up a shift at Legends, and I was down at Legends every Monday from 6 to 10, which was such an amazing shift. It really was. I love
2: playing at Legends, man.
1: And the guys... So thankful for this band, because Mike's band helped me get into kind of like the playing for three hours plus and having somewhat of that like Broadway set list. This band at Legends... Three of the guys were from Blake Shelton's band and they helped me out so much. Sure. Like they didn't let me fall at all. They made sure I knew everything. They're the ones that really like helped me understand the number system and like get get me up. So if it wasn't for that shift and that band, I definitely don't think I would have been prepared for Broadway. And it wasn't shortly after that then I got a, a call for Tootsie's. Yeah. And it was uh backroom. And then I did the rooftop a couple of times. I didn't do the main floor or the main stage up until I think right before the pandemic. And I was like, nope, never doing that again. (laughs) It's just so
2: small. I'll
1: I'll do the back room or that, or that rooftop. Yeah. But that main stage, nah, it's tiny. And
2: if you're a girl singer, they want you on the bar the whole time. And Mm -hmm. you're like so disconnected from the band and, uh, it's not and my favorite. I mean,
1: half the time that gear doesn't work there. Like the bass amp doesn't work. Like you, the bass player never has a monitor. So you can't ever hear anybody or
0: yourself. Right. Like it's just. This, this wasn't at Tootsie's, but it was at Rippy's side room one night. They lost the monitor line to my monitor. Okay. Like it was just, the XLR was just gone. Like nobody S- could find it. Someone jacked it. So yeah, absolutely. like for almost 45 minutes after we were supposed to have started, the sound guy was just like, tearing shit up moving shit around trying to find this xlr and freaking out and like i'm looking for it and i'm like dude it's i it's not here i yeah. can't see it it's not there's nothing to be found and so he calls somebody and another guy comes in and he's like just run another line and i was like you mean that was a fucking option this whole time? I mean that like that,
1: that would have been like one of my first thoughts was do we just have another line
0: we can run? Like, I like, assume there wasn't another XLR and that's why we couldn't go from the board that's right, right there Literally eight right feet to my monitor. <laughs> oh, that's too speaking good. Speaking
1: of that speaking of Rippy's side room, did they extend the stage out? Like is I the think stage that they bigger? did.
2: I think they did. I haven't like, been in there because I saw that is- I
1: saw a video or a picture of it. And it might have been from Dalton's page. I don't remember. I, I think it, it was maybe, his page. But like, and I was like, hold up. Is that stage bigger? Because I remember every time I played there, it was crammed. The bass player never had a monitor. And it looked like everybody had monitors. It looked like the stage was out farther. I so don't I know, like, honestly. Do like,
0: if it is, it wasn't big enough for me to notice. So, <laughs>
1: Okay. So um, outside of playing Broadway, do you do any original stuff or anything like that? Or do you pretty much slowly stay broadway
2: so when COVID started um i spent a lot of time with a good friend of mine and he was kind of a mentor dave baker um he's a guitar player for kelly pickler he's an amazing person i was in a band with him for a while um i spent a lot of time with him writing and i made a bunch of demos just of original music and i started playing some writers rounds and it's just it's really not my thing i don't think i'm a good enough writer yet to be doing writer's rounds like i was um i would love to i I would love to do more co-writes and stuff it's just a scary thing you know after after getting mm. comfortable with covers and performing that way it's so much more vulnerable and i totally respect the people who do it all the time because it's very scary um i I do write i'm just i'm i'm very shy about it
0: i Uh, get that a lot yeah Yeah, that uh, that hits
1: home uh, (laughs) i think the, i think the three of us agree on that completely like yeah. we're, we're we
0: should do a co-write we should. we're all gonna be like oh i don't know if it's good do you know yeah, if it's good? <laughs> is it good like we should just not show anybody uh, yeah
2: <laughs> stick it in our our voice memos for it never uh-huh. to be seen again
0: and find it on accident in three years and be like dude this oh, is a this good is song great. who wrote this yeah <laughs> it
2: happens all the time man oh man
0: yeah
1: i came actually i was out in my shed um like a week ago or so I was trying to get my lawnmower up and running um, and I saw uh, this random box and I was like, I think this is just a bunch of like old shit. I need to throw away like random mail and stuff. So- I mean stuff from 10 years ago. So I opened up the box and I just kind of started going through it. I'm like, okay, I can throw all this away. And I found a whole stack of stuff from one of my journals, like pages that I had torn out all song lyrics that i had written. Yeah. And the stuff I was going through, I was like, this is garbage. This is garbage. And I was like, that's actually not bad. There's some good <laughs> lines in this. Like, I'll hold on to this one. So yeah, I've got like this random stack of like lyrics I found. I'm like, I'm going to revisit these. And my problem is well and we've talked about this on the podcast before and I've talked about with other people. Like I'm really good with arranging music. Sure. Like, when there's mm-hmm. a, when someone has a song and an idea, I can help you arrange that musically. Um, writing lyrics and put writing music to put to those lyrics. That's where I like struggle. Like sure. I, I've always had a problem writing music. Um, I understand it very well. Um, creating my own. I, every time I do something, I'm like, Oh, that sounds like this. Or, Oh, I'm just like stealing this idea. And like, I've I've always had a problem of like making stuff my own, just like writing something that I don't feel sounds like something else, and then trying to write lyrics to that stuff. I have a hard time coming up with a melody.
2: See, that's where I—that's what I'm good at. I'm good at melodies. See, we can (laughs) do (laughs) this. this.
0: (laughs) Like, Like, I'm really good at like building the image. Yeah. And if somebody has an idea or the start of a phrase, helping finish it. And I took a couple of courses of technical writing in college, so I'm really good at being like. We need to change that. That doesn't work here. Sure. That's not good. We can do better, but I don't necessarily know what's better. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give you the words all the time, but like that. to, to sit in on a co-write and just be able to add and influence and build with somebody else's ideas, I'd be great at. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, have you done any co-writes in town or?
2: Only with Dave and it, the stuff okay. that we came up with i'm not gonna lie to you, it's like really explicit <laughs> like it's nice. really raunchy my favorite song that we wrote is a song called vitamin d and it is exactly what you think it is <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i want to hear this
1: song i want to oh, hear that like, i love raunchy songs man <laughs> like bring it on I, you know buck cherry gets a lot of shit but god i love their music i love Buckcherry. cherry like same I,
2: thing with Nickelback, man. I love Nickelback. I
1: fucking love Nickelback. If you oh, yeah. say you hate you, you Nickelback, me, you're
2: lying. Yeah.
1: You have me on record right now saying, it. I love Nickelback. <laughs> I don't care. Fight me. They Thanks. sell out <laughs> arenas, man. like For a reason. And if you haven't seen one of their shows, I highly suggest you do because there's almost... I think there is more Pyro than Kiss. Like, it's
2: ridiculous. <laughs> They're on tour with... Uh, it's Brantley Gilbert and Nickelback, isn't it, right now?
1: And
0: I think Hardy is doing some shows I, with I them, maybe. I think so, too. I think... Because I was thinking Hardy was on that. I love Dude, he's Hardy, he's blowing up, too. Like he's, He really is, and it's so deserved. Well, yeah, and, because but he's but like, been
1: writing songs for people for years, yep. and he's finally like doing his own thing. And I love that... <laughs> Especially this last album, man, uh, The Mockingbird and the Crow. I I love that he was just like, fuck the industry for that second half. That's what I I love.
0: So the first couple of hearty tunes from him that I heard, I didn't care for at all. I was just like, this is crap. And then I was looking at all the stuff he's written. And I was like, what? Do you just sell your good shit and put out your bad shit? Like, (laughs) how does this work? (laughs) And then I dove in and I was like, oh, okay. This is like an aesthetic. This is a thing. Like, you're not, you're, it's almost like because it, it was super redneck like over the top redneck and i'm like oh this is almost satirical yeah like you're, you're being a dick i like this and we found <laughs> that out when
2: he put out mockingbird and the crow and yeah i love it
0: yeah. i love and it so now i'm like okay so you're just smarter than everyone else yeah. i get it now <laughs>
1: uh he actually uh what was it one of the wwe pay-per-views he uh performed on
2: Mm-hmm. really uh, yeah
1: just like two months ago it, uh he did sold out and i was like fuck yeah this is awesome what a great
0: song <laughs> yeah that was like the I, third or fourth thing that i heard from him and i was like now i just don't understand what you're doing <laughs> um like,
1: who first, are you the first song i heard by him was uh boots and um i was playing with sweet leah And at the time like I was going through a divorce and I was like, Oh wow, I feel these lyrics like hardcore. (laughs) Like I'm I'm literally doing this. I'm coming home drunk and falling asleep with my boots (laughs) on.
0: This is exactly what's happening with my life right now. (laughs) Wake up, check your foot. Fuck you, Hardy. Uh. Uh, fun, stuff, fun then, stuff so who who is your favorite artist right now like who are you listening to the most right now i mean my bring favorite me the horizon band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my favorite band is bring me the horizon um i mean that's it's always gonna be my favorite um i listen to a lot of stuff man um local chick charlotte sands has been on my playlist a lot lately she's okay. like punk rock she actually just went on tour with my chemical romance like she's so nice. cool i love her i'm, I'm a big fan of ash nico she's coming to town uh in the fall i'm really excited it's like just dirty like pop music i love it so much nice um yeah i listen to a lot of different stuff um but right now those are those are kind of my favorites What's her name charlotte sands
1: i'm gonna look her up
2: yeah she's cool she's got like really vibrant blue hair and she's She's really coming
0: up. She's great. All right. Here's my idea. Okay. We get everybody with like really fun colored hair together and do like showcase slash jam session slash everybody's got funky hair. Love that. I I need to dye mine now
1: i'm i just i just recolored mine today i put in more green
2: <laughs> i so. just decided i'm just gonna stick with like long blonde hair so i'm kind of done with the funky colors um but you know i've been pink red orange yeah there was like
1: a good six months where every two weeks your hair, <laughs> color, hair was changed. A color like you you were like i'm changing it today a week later <laughs> i'm changing it today and we're like damn ivy
2: I like so, I box dyed it black and then like a month later I went to my hairstylist and I was like listen <laughs> I, I need to be blonde again and so she was like I don't know about that and I was there for like seven hours and she lifted it I was blonde and I was like what do you think about red and she's like really and I was like yeah let's do it
0: <laughs> that's awesome so you say normal hair but normal hair for you is abnormal yes yes <laughs> yeah
1: uh, I went green. I've just kind of stuck with it. I'm like, mm. I like it.
0: It's a good look. Uh, I
1: Yeah. I, I I feel it is like I've, I've enjoyed and it. I found
0: got- a really good green. Not all green is yeah, good. You green really did. With hair.
1: What's, what's funny is, um, the last three times that I've actually like gone and gotten it redyed, mm-hmm. I've used a different green color. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, it's always been but, a good green. <laughs> um,
1: Maybe you're just lucky. <laughs> a lot of the time that, So one of the things that I use the most is, uh, overtone. Mm -hmm. and it's just this like dye conditioner just like and you put it in before you take a shower and uh so they have this like forest green that i always use so after like i dye my hair like right now i'm still using some of the dye that i had but once it starts to grow out and my roots start to come in i'll start to use that and it just it'll be that same green for like three or four weeks plus it seems the overtone weird because it's it's not dye Mm -hmm. but it is is it like a
2: color deposit it's gotta be
1: but those are too fancy
2: words for us to understand (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it's i can wash my hair more with the overtone Mm -hmm. and it doesn't fade as fast as like i dyed my hair on sunday and i had to re-dye it again today because it was like it, it, it was faded bad. Sure. Somebody, <laughs> some dude came up to me the other day and uh, said that I had uh, Easter grass on my head.
2: <laughs> Easter grass. That's what he said. The season. He, it, he, he said it was
1: Easter grass. Like the just, stuff
2: that you put in like, yeah, like that Easter thing, basket. Yeah.
1: Like. And I was just kind of like, I... <laughs> Fuck you, but I see what you're saying.
0: <laughs> you're not wrong. You're man. a dick, but you're not wrong. So, so I
1: was like, all right, well, I'm gonna redye
2: my hair tomorrow. Thanks, man. I'm gonna go darker. We're so lucky that we're able to just do that. You know how people, how many people can't mm-hmm. just dye their hair or have piercings or tattoos yeah. or whatever? We can do whatever we want, mm-hmm. and that's so awesome.
1: I mean, it has cost me a few gigs, and I get it because people are going for a certain look, and sure. I don't fit that, and that's fine. i probably don't want to do that gig anyways right.
0: this is your personality though so yeah. you yeah. wouldn't fit in on a personal level
1: which is so weird because like todd's todd cameron's band is so country mm-hmm. and it's it's they are more of like a rockin country but they're so country and then there's me <laughs> and <laughs> like i do like i look at all the pictures and the videos and i
0: just stick out like a sore thumb and i'm like
2: i don't I mean, see anything wrong with that every band needs one right yeah, it's totally. like the one
0: guy where everybody's just like yeah he's just weird and our band
2: it's it's dean and it's really funny because the rest of us just kind of look like you know just rock and roll whatever and then dean shows up in like a cut off flannel I'm like, all right man <laughs> i love it though i My, love i love it when people just stick to who they are uh-huh. and they do not waver from that like it's no, the coolest well, thing and when i moved here and i
1: I, I, was, I was I was told by people, like, hey, you, you need to kind of have this look to start mm-hmm. touring. And, and the band that I was with, like Mike Short, he didn't necessarily say anything to me, but, like, there were some comments made, just some kind of backhanded comments made, just like, hey, like, we want to have, like, more of a country look, and this and that, like, wear boots all the time, and so and again we were playing country music so I was like okay it fits like i'm gonna fit the part of the band what i'm doing right. it's not my band like i'm working for you i'll do whatever the hell you want you're paying me and i was getting yeah. paid really good money so i was like hell Whenever.
2: yeah i get I mean, that
1: i had never before in my life made six hundred dollars in two days plus tips so i was like yeah like whatever the hell you want me to wear like i'm fucking down like yep. i'm pearl making... snaps all the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was man i was pearl snaps like either white or black and then just some kind of faded boot-cut jeans, mm-hmm. boots. I
2: can't even and picture it. a regular just <laughs>
1: fucking haircut, man. And then once I got married, um, I started to kind of change. That's when I started. I was like, okay, I'm going to start wearing Vans on stage more. And then I went to tighter, more slimmer jeans, and I slowly got into the skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. And then it was, all right, well, now I'm just going to start doing all black. And after my divorce, I was like cutting the sleeves off, cutting the <laughs> hair. Like we're just, I'm, I'm doing yeah. what I want to do now. And I ain't veering away from it. I love it. I love it. I, I love that people will come into old red cause they'll see me through the window Yeah. and then we're playing country music and they'll come up and be like, look, we came in here cause you look, you mm-hmm. like your hair. Do you play any rock? And I'm like, yeah, we do <laughs> toss, toss some money in there. We'll play some rock for you, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it pulls people in. I'll take it. it. It does. It seems to work,
0: but not. It adds energy to the show. Like uh, appearance matters, especially when it's a dynamic appearance. So it's not just like, oh, well, you're a country band and you look like a country band, right? Like that makes sense. But when like you're a country band. Or you look like a country band, and then you pull some rock tunes out, and it's like, okay, that's cool. Yep. like this, this seriously like Hank Jr. looking motherfucker is singing <laughs> some serious rock tunes. This is awesome.
2: That used to be my favorite. I used to dress a lot differently on stage, and it was very much like bright colors and pink and long blonde hair and very Barbie doll esque. And then I'd come in and would be singing like Rage Against the Machine, and it, the you could see it on people's mm-hmm. faces; they just lose their minds. They're like, "What is happening? yeah, yeah. it's the coolest thing."
1: Dude, we uh we did a lot of like nineties country the other day with Todd on Monday. And uh somebody requested a song. Like they just they were like they were like, we want to hear him sing something. And so Todd was like, pick whatever All song right. you want to do. And I don't remember Oh, the first one was lit. I did my own worst enemy. I was like, ah, we'll just like we'll see what happens. Yeah. And everybody lost their shit. <laughs> and then twenty minutes later somebody came up, they're like, put another 20 and they're like whatever he wants to sing and i was like i haven't done sublime in a while dude that whole place erupted over what i got (laughs) nice like everybody was singing along it was hilarious i was like this is awesome and then we went right back into like morgan wallen and jason aldean and stuff like that you're like all right okay you know those (laughs)
2: moments make me really happy like i find myself getting kind of bored sometimes like broadway can be really monotonous mm-hmm. if you let it, it, it be it can yeah and then when people just like lose their minds over something that we've played a million times like all the small things or whatever and they just you're making their whole day it's really cool and it kind of reminds you like why you're doing it mm-hmm.
1: um. so when we were playing uh right after we did Sublime. Uh, that's when they were like changing from like the daytime crowd to the nighttime crowd. So they're kicking everybody out that was under 21. Yeah. And this guy's walking out with his daughter and she just like looks up at the stage and just does this. Love it. And I just, you know, Ugh, puts, puts, puts <laughs> the, for y'all that can't see that I have my rock horns up. That's what's going on again. Camera need a camera.
0: But, um, my just the whole, is story of Bob, you can make donations. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> the whole way out, man. She's just, Giving
1: me, giving me the rock horns. And I'm on a wireless. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go over there, high five this little uh-huh. kid. So I am over there and high five. Everybody's like clapping. And I was like, doing one better. Go over, grab a pick, get a stick from my drummer, run mm. back out Aww. there. Boom. Here you go. Place lost it. Oh, I yeah. Just That's lost one of my favorite. I went right giving back. Giving sticks
0: to kids. Is I, went they love it.
1: I went right up on stage. We finished the song. And I looked over and I was like, you right there. I was like. These are the moments. This is why I do this. Is for people like Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Absolutely. I was like, my my night's made. I can go home. I don't care what happens. Like that's literally what I said over the mic. It was such a great feeling to just see that little kid just having fun. And the dad. The dad was just so happy because the kid was enjoying the music. Like I was like, this is dope. This is awesome. That that's the shit. My
0: favorite experience. So this is early after me moving to Broadway. Probably within the first year, and parents and this little boy probably four or five are standing at the window behind me and I give him a pair of sticks and they're like can he get a picture with you so absolutely so he's sitting on my knee and he's just kind of he looks like he's in a daze so I didn't know at the time but he's autistic sure and so he's having fun I'm having fun they're getting the picture he gives me a high five they go about their business whatever they find me on Instagram later that day i get a message thank you so much that was super kind blah 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 blah. i get a message a few months later he has started drum lessons oh and so now every month or two i'll just get a message from his mom and it'll be like hey thanks so much again just wanted to check on you see how things are going here's what he's up to blah 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 and it's it's like a thing that's and so sweet every time i see her thing pop up i'm like oh i know this is amazing this is like this is why we do this absolutely yeah, man, i
1: mean to to inspire people and to bring joy to people's lives like there's there's not much of a better feeling than that like it, there's not like, it's as
0: close to like real world magic as you can get we take really sounds is. and make it make sense on a level that you can't express just so someone
1: had messaged me on instagram a couple of days ago and said that they were at one of my shows at old red on this day and i was like oh yeah we were with todd and whatnot and they're like yeah we literally were just going to come in and have a beer and then kind of go to the next bar and you guys were just so much fun and you were all over the place musically Mm -hmm. and she goes we walked in there and shut that place down with you guys
2: those messages never get old and and I I feel like when people message you they don't feel like they're doing as much as they are but every single time mm-hmm. I get one of those messages it makes me feel so good. It it,
1: it solidifies like what we're doing You're like okay cuz we do we, we as musicians, most of us, we have so much self-doubt. Absolutely. And this mm-hmm. is such a tough
0: industry. That and there's so many things that back that doubt up. Yeah. Like when you lose a gig for apparently no reason. No reason, Th- That yeah. you've had for five years. <laughs> um, or no when you're not getting calls to pick up gigs. Absolutely. And like you've posted on GigFind and all the things. We experience it's
2: like, rejection almost every mm-hmm. day doing, what, the, y- doing yeah, what we do. we do. And so when, when someone has something nice to say, man, it just feels so good. It that does. being said when somebody comes up and they're like you're the best band I've ever heard I'm like
0: how many bands have you heard Right. I'm like, yeah. on, I'm like, I'm <laughs> like did you not
1: go across the street and see the other like
2: six
0: bands that uh-huh. are playing over there because they're especially pretty bad?" especially when it happens and you're having like a particularly bad night right? and, and like, you just want to be like dude that was dog it was shit was so bad <laughs> I appreciate it
2: still makes us feel
1: good uh, though I appreciate the compliment but Do find something better than you're the best band we've seen because no offense we see that bullshit right (laughs) but we no we do we i I appreciate the comments and i told her i said look i said that's that's why we're up there it's just so that when people come in they're having a good time and they can forget about everything else that's going on in their Mm -hmm. lives and she's like yeah we did yeah and i was like good then then my job was done and the fact that you guys came in you were only going to be there for one beer you stayed for three hours and shut it down
2: like absolutely then uh, man one time one everything. of my favorite one of my favorite gigs i was playing with uh jeremy khan dean and ross webb and it was like right after things had opened up again after covid and um everyone had to be seated it was limited capacity this little girl comes up and she's like maybe seven and she goes can you guys play old mcdonald and i was like <laughs> uh maybe and so i turned around i was like, like can you guys yeah, can. i was like i was like can you guys like get through old mcdonald and the band was like what and i was like there's a kid like come on we got yeah. to yeah what did we do we played old mcdonald yep. and it was awesome
1: <laughs> i'm surprised dean was like yeah sure i'll do it like, yeah he, he was about it man <laughs> oh absolutely. i mean i would be like hell yeah it was like when we were talking uh with coco the other day with um when jeff duke when somebody came up was like I want to hear Monster Mash and I like laughed and I was like that's not going to happen and Jeff was like I got it man (laughs) I was like
2: I can so see that I worked with Jeff Duke for a while I love him man Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I totally wish I
0: would have brought it up when Kenny was here but uh, we were back room at Tootsie's and somebody wanted a whole new world from Aladdin Yeah, and everybody in the band was like no we're not doing that and Kenny was like wait a minute (laughs) we can do this we can do it yeah yeah and so it was him um, I think it was may have been Abby Callahan singing, and I don't remember who was on guitar, but like he, he literally, because they didn't really know it, and he was just like, he was playing bass, he was singing the male part, and he was directing them too, and it was- fantastic that's magical and it was so fun and it was at that point that i decided i just want a broadway disney band yeah oh like, yeah that's all we do for four hours okay new tribute night oh we,
1: we we've talked about this we, I, we I have brought it several, up with, a uh, disney
0: tribute yeah we, with, we were talking brian. to brian about it when, when <laughs> he was it. here we are like uh, man. a punk rock disney oh a punk
2: rock disney oh, yeah. Yeah. okay we're, we're gonna have some right. fun rock with disney, disney. man some fun with it. i want to do another tribute show in the summer and like i have a couple of ideas and i'm just i'm I'm trying to Um, figure out how to make
0: them happen.
1: All I'm saying is I want to be on a tribute show. (laughs) You got it. You got it. Just saying.
0: (laughs) And then let the podcast host it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be the MCs for the night. So yeah, we,
1: we, we did talk about that and and I don't mind talking about it on here, but um, yeah, that's something that I want to do in these like tribute shows is I want to have our podcast kind of host it. That way it takes like, I know Brian still will host or whoever's doing it. will still kind of host, but if I'm not, it playing, takes
2: pressure off, man. It, it
1: does, and I it would help make things run a little bit smoother, and like we could help promote it and
0: things of that nature. And I really it,
2: like that idea. Like we don't. We and don't. Honestly, like, I just we don't I want
0: w- we don't want anything out of it. No, other than no. Just I want like, to be a part of, of sure. this. What yeah. I want, and I mean, with all of the amazing talent and drummers in this town, like I don't want to fill a spot that could be better. Sure. So I'll introduce the guy. Yeah. And I'll be perfectly happy. And and I
1: I do like, I like to host events like that. I think they're fun as hell, especially when it's my friends who like, I just, I love when I get to actually sit back and watch people and be a fan of my friends because everybody in this town is so fucking talented. Yeah. And I don't always get to appreciate it on stage because I'm focused on what I'm doing. And, you know, I'll hear things and I'll look over at the guitar player drummer. I'll be like, cool. yeah, that's yeah. dope. But when you're just sitting back and you're not involved in the music and you're just listening and watching, you, you can get absorb to, so much more. Mm-hmm. You, you do. And so it's just... The other night watching everybody play all these songs that they don't normally play... And just, ha- you know how much work as a musician you ha- that goes into learning these parts. Mm-hmm. Note for fucking note. Yeah, because there's
0: a difference in learning a song <laughs> to play on your Broadway shift and learning a song for a tribute show. Right, yeah, like, when
2: you're responsible for one
0: song. And you one have to takes learn two it. listens and one takes three weeks. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> so just watching everybody and truly just being in their element and rocking out and having fun. Like, I watch Ty Swallow and Hayden all the time. Yeah. They're two of my good buddies, and I love them dearly. And watching them rock out the way that they did they at that show. They came to
2: life, man. It was like, awesome.
1: I was like, where the fuck has this been? Right. Like, <laughs> hell yes. And just, I mean, even there's people that like I didn't know, and then like watching like Rich Redmond, and who is the other drummer that uh, played for? Uh, Jim Class? Riley. Jim Riley. Like, yeah. Those guys, man, just up there rocking out. Like, I become such a fan, like I freak out over it. Mm -hmm. I literally, I have video of every band for at least sixty seconds, just because I was like, "Nope, these are all my (laughs) friends. I'm gonna have this shit for my memories. Like this is awesome." And so I was like, "Man, I would love to host this because I I am. I'm a fan of it. Like I'm. I would be up there excited about this shit. That'd be dope." And I mean, you know, y'all both know how I'm on stage, like i like to be a hype man yeah i'll i'll fucking be a hype man for one of these things like i'll make people jump up and down in between songs we're gonna have a damn good time i'm I'm really
0: good at dad jokes (laughs) (laughs) we can make this a thing
1: (laughs) but no i would i'd be so fucking down for that that'd be amazing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then if you ever get some original stuff we uh we have something else in the works too for that
0: so yeah yeah Plus, we have a really cool Spotify playlist, the yeah. Nashville for Nobody's playlist, and everybody that's on that has original stuff, I've got their music on oh, there okay. to help promote. Uh-huh. So That's cool. Once uh, once you get that part going.
2: I'll send it your way. First of all, you <laughs> need
0: to let us know so that you can get back on before it releases. Yes. Because that's a big thing.
2: Man, yeah. it's so scary. So scary.
0: <laughs>
1: Look, I was in an original band back home before I moved here, and I did that for years. That's um, what those two albums are but it was it was intimidating like writing songs like going and playing them in front of people for the first time even the first couple times like no one had ever really heard you like we hadn't released those albums yet like we were just this like new band playing our stuff like are you gonna like it like i don't it's it's nerve-wracking so and just you're you're vulnerable like Mm you It's your thoughts and feelings like put into a song for everybody to hear. And yeah. you are, man. You're vulnerable as hell. And it's, it's scary. It is.
0: And if somebody says that song sucks, that doesn't mean that song sucks. That means you suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Period. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's no separation. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that song is a part of me. I wrote it. Thanks. Yep, right. <laughs> so, no. But we are uh, getting close to time here. Um, Already? Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, All right. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it, it does. Once we get going, it just it snowballs and we're like, oh, shit, we're, we're running out of time here. But it's been great having you on. Thanks for coming out. I know it's kind of last minute and I know that you had some unfortunate circumstances <laughs> getting here. <laughs> what should, What train. should have been like 15 <laughs> minutes turned into a damn hour. <laughs> Welcome to Nashville traffic, a small ass city right? that has Yay. more traffic than most big towns. I don't get it. It's but,
0: insane, bobby you got a question for today i do okay i feel like this one's less creative but i can't imagine you not having a wonderful story so being a musician and being on broadway or just performing all the time strange things just happen <laughs> what is the most random embarrassing thing that has happened to you on stage
2: that's happened to me on stage. That's happened to you oh, on stage. No problem. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I was playing at what was Crazy Town before it was Miranda Lambert's, and I was on the second floor. And um, I, I was I was pretty new, and I was feeling myself. Man, I thought I was so cool. I was like playing this rock and roll stuff, and uh, I I came down off the stage to like interact with some interact with some folks, and I. Was going to jump back up on stage. And I mean, you can guess what happened. I was wearing these big platform shoes and my foot just caught the stage and I just ate shit, Mm. man. Just fell so hard. I was so embarrassed and like tears were in my eyes, but I had to keep going. I wouldn't stop. And then I was like, guys, I need a break after the song ended. I was like, I just need to go to the bathroom for a minute.
0: I was so embarrassed, man. Uh, collect all the pieces glue them back together because they just shattered
2: <laughs> yes i
1: was i was at tin roof last week watching monty and her band play and she went to go get up on the stage and just like ate shit mesh, it happens she, she has this giant bruise on is the side that what her. that's like, from i yeah, saw the picture dude. but i didn't know she what it was just from. like smacked that corn at like, the edge <laughs> of the stage like just
2: Oh, you know what? I, I think I have one better um, than that. I do. I do. I'll be quick. I know we're running out of time. Oh, um, I forgot the words to the national anthem three times on stage. Somebody requested it. I forgot the words. I was like, I don't want to mess this up. Let me start over. Did it a second time. Forgot them. I was like, one more shot. One more shot. I got this. Pulled up the words. Still somehow got lost. I was so nervous because I just messed up twice. Yeah. I just started crying and ran off stage. The national so anthem is a
0: lose-lose situation. It really like, is. You could nail it. And like that's just bare minimum. Yeah. You can't win on that one. Yep. We've, we've had you that can't.
1: requested a couple of times, uh, with Todd and some other people and Todd's like, Look, well, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I am i am sorry i am i am not about to butcher this. Right, right. Like we'll do something else for you. We can do something patriotic, but um, But I mean look
0: uh, I mean I look at sporting events. These top tier amazing vocalists yep. and the second they're done, like comments are just yeah. like dog shit, dog Somebody shit, has dog something shit, to dog say shit, about dog it. shit. I was like yeah. These are the best in the world, right? And you still have something to say. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're
1: sitting on can't your couch win. eating Cheetos, <laughs> right? drinking drinking your beer, and talking shit about something that you can't do.
0: Now, I was my most embarrassing, or at least my favorite embarrassing moment. Um, I was playing a steakhouse, so it was like six o'clock, families everywhere, and I don't remember what we were playing, but it was it was rock song, and it was hard. Like I remember that it's it's one that pushed me. And we're playing it and I drop a stick. No big deal. Grab a stick. Playing a couple seconds later, drop the stick. Okay, grab another stick. A couple seconds later, drop the stick. That was my last one that I had ready to go. Oh no. So I was just like, fuck. So I yelled, "Fuck!" <laughs> at the exact point that we had a stop oh, in the music. No. <laughs> so everything stops and I go, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and the song stops, and the band looks at me, <laughs> and I was just like, I dropped Sorry. a stick. <laughs> That's so good. I, 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 remember, I it, was it like, ended I like, the song. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was. Uh, I don't think that was the last time I played with that band, but we didn't play much after that. Sure, <laughs> so oh, that man. was a thing.
1: I've had a lot of embarrassing moments on the stage, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, you just pick up and keep going.
1: My favorite one was the other week we were playing at Planet Old Red. I think it was actually that show that that chick that messaged me was at. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of any show with Todd or of my personal shows, oh, yeah. I always say, hey, whatever venue or what's up, whatever venue. And I just got off the phone with somebody talking about the Valentine And I'm at All Red, and I'm staring at the sign in front of me that Uh says All Red. And I'm like, What's up, Valentine? Oh, yeah. And first time I'd ever done that, everybody just looks at me and starts, like, everybody looks at me (laughs) and starts laughing. I'm just like, Oh. Oops. Even my band's just looking over like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> so like the next time there was a vocal break, I went up to the mic. I was like, I'm sorry. Y'all are all red. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and just like was just red and sweating bullets yep. for the next three songs.
2: It
0: happens. So, you know. And because of the way our brains work, that will never go away. And no. we'll was set up at night on some random night going, I'm a fucking idiot. Yep. I am a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> I'm dude, an idiot. I,
1: now, now, every time I, I play a show, I think about that. I'm like, okay, you're saying this before you go to the mic. You're saying, saying like, this. I never thought of it. I always just did it. It was autopilot. Yeah. And, man, did I screw up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Been there.
1: Well... I've got one little question for you, which I don't think I asked on the last podcast because shame on me. Um, if you have three pieces of advice for anybody that wants to come to Nashville, play Broadway, do the music thing here in Nashville, what three pieces of advice could you give those people?
2: Uh, be a good hang, first of all. Just be cool. Um, it's
1: like the number one rule. It yep. really
2: is. Just be cool, be kind, be humble. Um, to learn learn the songs that you need to learn. Mm-hmm. Ask people what they're playing. Go watch people um sit in, learn what they're doing and 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 try to retain that um learning songs um three, I think just keep going when it's tough, just keep going. There are gonna be hard days, and you just gotta keep on
0: yeah it always gets better it's it just does not when you need it to, but right after yeah. you yeah. need it to like it's gonna push you to the point of like there's nothing left yeah. there's nothing I can't go any further. And then you'll get a call. Yep. <laughs> and then it just up from there. Yeah. Um. Until it all crashes at your feet again.
1: <laughs> yep. It's a roller coaster. I was like, I was like on this like high going up. had all these gigs, mm-hmm. and I was like, Phew. I'm like, all right. It something, happens. Something, it's something else will come up. I'm, I'm hoping.
2: It's so easy to get discouraged, but oh, there's yeah. always, there's always another gig. There's always another opportunity. Mm-hmm. You, sometimes you have to create those for yourself. Yeah. Um. But there's always something else. Like yep. there's, you just don't quit.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome. So
0: where can everybody find you online?
2: Uh, I have my Instagram, which is Poison underscore Ivy, I-V-E-Y. Um, I do Facebook a lot. Um, that's about it, really. Fair I'm really right. active on socials. Aren't we all? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Bob, where can they find you at, man?
0: I am Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search for it, you'll find it.
1: And I'm Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Base Everywhere. And again, if you're looking for me, you can find me. It's not that hard. Well, guys, until next time, we'll see you guys around. AMF. Bicycle.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.